Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today, we are going to talk about experimenting, and I don't know. This has come up a couple of times in the past few days, both in speaking with a group of coaches. I heard something discussed by another coach on a podcast I listened to, and this often happens. It's how I often arrive on topics. If I hear something enough, I decide, oh, we should probably talk about this. And we're talking about this came up in the context of coaches experimenting on clients. Now, that sounds weird and crazy, but it's actually a really good thing because what it means, coaches and clients, if you're listening, is that we're trying to find a better way forward. The only reason to experiment, the only reason to try anything new is if the thing you're doing right now isn't working completely optimally. There would be no call. There would be no impetus. No one would try to do something else if what you were doing right now was absolutely perfect. What often happens is either another problem pops up, which the coach isn't sure how to approach, isn't 100% sure how to approach, or an approach that we're using is not producing optimal results. Maybe it's working, but we wish it was working better. Maybe it's kind of working, but some of the side effects or things surrounding it aren't great. Or maybe it's either not working or working so little that the results we want are going to take too long. So we decide to throw it out. It, it literally isn't worth our time anymore. What do you do then? When I was speaking with a group of coaches the other day, one of them referenced, we were talking, it came up in the context of people trying to remember their first client which is really fun. And I heard a lot of really cool stories. And many of those stories were a client came in, they presented with problem A. I was very unsure how to solve problem A, but I had a pretty good idea of the direction I needed to go in. So I built a program that I believed was heading in the right direction and I thought would do a pretty good job. And started doing some research, started reading some books, started reaching out to colleagues, started reaching out to my network of other medical professionals who have other specialties besides mine and getting more information so I could get closer to the solution. That is excellent. That's what you want in a coach. Sure, it's nice if you walk in and say, hey, this happened. I have problem A. Do you know how to solve that? And the coach says, I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly how to solve it. I know exactly how long it's going to take and what you're going to feel like every step of the way. The truth is, people are complicated. They often have multifaceted presentations. They also tend to have multifaceted goals. It's very rare that someone comes to me and says, my left knee hurts, and I wish my left knee hurt, uh, didn't hurt anymore, and I don't have any other health or fitness goals. Now, maybe that left knee is priority one. I'm willing to believe it. But often it comes along with, so I wish my left knee didn't hurt. The reason I wish my left knee didn't hurt is because I want to run this 5K on Thanksgiving with my family. I also, there's a hike that we do in the winter. We, we do uh, this combination of cross-country skiing and snowshoeing. And I'm, I'm really afraid my knee isn't going to be up for it. Also, uh, I kind of feel like I should lose some weight. I'm getting winded going upstairs. And I don't love the way my upper body looks. That is a much more normal slash standard presentation for someone. And 
I can absolutely imagine a coach hearing all of that and saying, okay, well, I can do A, B, C, D. I'm, I'm really strong on three or four of these problems. I'm not 100% sure on getting this left knee to a point where that 5K is going to be a really good idea, where the client is going to have a ton of certainty and confidence going into the 5K. But let's say we're five or six months out. I'm sure I can start on a program that's going to get us moving in this direction, start collecting some data, and then do some research, talk to some colleagues, collect some more information, and get there. This is essentially an experiment. I think, I think we can do this. I think we're going to try. And you start trying things. And especially early on working with people. This is where a lot of the experimentation happens. I try and push myself to keep experimenting with people as long as they are working with me. But especially early on, you're just not sure. You don't have enough data. You haven't done all of this work in your little movement lab to know where, what is going to happen when you insert certain stimulus. You might sit home, do the research, talk to your colleagues. All right, I have a plan. I know exactly what's going to happen. You go in, you try your lateral eccentric step down with a dumbbell and pain spikes to an eight out of 10. They almost collapse and they have to sit down for 10 minutes. Uh-oh, what did you do? Were you wrong? Well, maybe, but you've, you've certainly got some information. Your plan has to change now. Even if this plan was based on awesome information, it needs to change. So now what do you do? Well, do concentric step-ups hurt? What does this feel like? What about marching in place? What does squatting feel like? What is squatting to a box? What about single leg squatting to a box? What do leg extensions feel like? What about terminal banded knee extensions? And you start going around this problem, collecting some information. Now, as you're doing that, and I always try and be extremely upfront with clients about this, we're looking for the best way forward. And this is something that is going to produce the results we want in an effective and efficient manner. But it also has to be something you can tolerate and that the side effects are not going to be detrimental to the rest of your life. If we have this program that I'm so sure is going to add muscle mass and stability and build your connective tissue, but every single time you do a session with me, you can't walk for the next two days, that's unacceptable. That's not a good program. It's not working the way it needs to. And so some of this experimentation is really needed. Now, if you're listening to this and saying, yeah, 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 Justin, that's how we solve problems. How else would you do it? I would like you to start putting yourself in the mindset of a newer coach, because this is really important. Newer coaches tend to be really resistant to saying three very important words. And those words are, I don't know. I will tell you, an excellent way to build credibility with people is to say those three words. Usually with a little follow-up, I don't know, but I'm going to do some research and I'll come back to you with a better answer. I don't know. I'm going to reach out to some colleagues of mine who have done work like this and see what they have to say. I don't know. Would you be open to trying two or three more movements so we can experiment and get closer to understanding what's really going on here? As opposed to making something up, as opposed to trying to diagnose someone, which is something we never do, saying I don't know, opening them up to the idea of, well, let's figure it out. We're going to figure this out together. People who have been diagnosed in the past, many of the people that I work with 
have plenty of experience going to a medical professional. They do some tests, scans, imaging, uh, manual stuff, whatever. And they say, okay, this is what you have. And the client says, okay, so what do I do? And they say, well, just take it easy. Don't do anything too hard. No more deadlifting. Um, okay. And they leave. Now, they have their diagnosis, which they are now embodying. They do not have a plan. They do not have any, have any understanding of how to craft a plan or how long these uh, very vague guidelines are going to be in place. But that's what they have. We try and do the opposite of that. So lean into experimenting as much as you can. If you are experimenting, it means you're learning. If you're experimenting, it means you're trying new stuff and trying to become better. I will often lead with, hey, we're going to try an experiment today. People get excited about that. Another version of this, which especially younger slash newer coaches are afraid of, is when you learn something and it means that what you have been doing may not actually have been the best idea. In the absolute best of intentions, you crafted a program. You understood, you believed you understood what was going on, you gathered some information, you designed a program, away you go. Seven weeks into a program, you are exposed to some new information. You attend a lecture, you watch a video, you listen to a podcast, you get in a cohort of like-minded coaches and individuals who've done this kind of work, and they're talking and explaining things. And suddenly someone says, oh, well, I mean, if someone presents like this, then movement X is actually a pretty bad idea because it can cause A, B, and C. And your, your, your coach's stomach seizes up and your heart drops. And you say, oh, no. I, I, I now believe I've been leading my client down the wrong path for six or seven weeks. Oh, no. Not only am I maybe not making them better, it's possible I was making them worse. It's a terrible feeling. What do you do? What you don't do is pretend you didn't hear the information and just blithely carry on. What you don't do is assume the information that for a moment you were like, oh, yep, that's, that sounds right and I might be in a lot of trouble. You don't just assume that that information is incorrect because it doesn't line up with what you previously believed and what you've been doing. You maybe ask a second opinion. You maybe reach out to someone else. Hey, I heard, uh, I heard on this lecture that this kind of movement might not be good for this presentation. Do you know anything about that? Maybe they confirm it. Oh, yeah, I would never do that. Maybe they add some nuance, which is often what happens. Oh, well, I understand why someone would say that. In this case, it's a bad idea. In these cases, it's probably not detrimental, but it might not be the best way forward. And in this unusual case, it might actually be fine. You learn all of that. You go back to your drawing board and you change your program. And then when your client comes in and they say, great, we did the first seven weeks. I'm excited for week eight of these things we've been doing. You say, hey, I've been doing some research and I learned some things. I no longer believe what we were doing is the most efficient and effective way to solve this problem. If you're... It, in this hypothetical situation I'm describing, you're seven weeks into doing something and you haven't seen a bunch of progress, which is also something you should weigh against, right? If you, someone tells you that 
what you're doing definitely can't work and it won't help, but it's obviously working and helping. That's information, that's data, use that. But if you're seven weeks in and the needle isn't really moving, things don't seem to be better, say that. So we're seven weeks in. I'm not thrilled at the rate of progress. I'm not sure how you feel about it. I've been doing some research. I found some more information. I think there might be a more efficient and effective way forward if you're open to trying it. Can I show you what I've learned? Clients love that stuff. They love the fact that you're continually trying to get better. They love the fact that you're pursuing education. They love the fact that you're doing all of this to make their lives better, right? Yes, you are pursuing professional improvements and greatness eventually, but this is in service of them. People love that stuff. I also apologize. I'm really sorry. I, I wish I knew this eight weeks ago. I feel like we've wasted some time. I believe this is going to be more efficient. Can we try this? Tell the truth. The more you tell the truth, the easier it is to keep things straight because you're only telling the truth. Being afraid of these kinds of conversations is something coaches have to get over. Clients, if you feel like nothing is happening, it's okay to ask for this. Can we try something new? Hey, so we've been doing this for six, seven, eight, ten, twelve weeks, and I don't see improvement. Can you either show me the improvement that's happening that maybe I'm not noticing, which is entirely possible, or would you be willing to explore some other avenues? And clients, if you have ideas, lay them on your coach. Any coach worth their salt who's not living in a scarcity mindset loves having suggestions. Hey, so this shoulder stuff has been a real problem. I remember, you know, like five years ago, I had some shoulder stuff and I did a bunch of static hangs and that seemed to really help. And we're not really doing any hangs. We're doing other isometric stuff, but do you think we could put some hangs in? Your coach will weigh this against all of the information they have. How much time do you have? What are the pros? What are the cons? What are ultimate goals? But I'm betting with a request like that, the answer is, yeah, probably. Let me just take a look at the program, see where it fits, make sure we're not overloading you on volume anywhere. But absolutely, we're doing these other holds. If this is a version that you had a good experience with, that's really useful information for me. So as part of this, I'm absolutely willing to experiment with this. Fold into that information they get from other professionals. Hey, I was working out and uh, another coach in my gym walked by and mentioned that they noticed this about my form. And I know you only see me on video from kind of far away on my phone. So I, it's possible you never even noticed this, but he said I was doing this thing with my feet. A scarcity-minded coach is going to say, yeah, well, I see your feet and nothing's fine. Uh, if something was wrong with your feet, I would have told you about it. So if you want to work with him, you can go work with him, but uh, everything's fine. A coach with some abundance mindset who's open to this experimentation, who's open to learning, would say, oh. That's really interesting. I, I never noticed that going on with your feet, and I, I can see your feet sometimes, but if that's what a coach with a decent coach's eye saw, I think it's worth looking at. Would it be okay if we took a, you did a few reps and we moved the camera so I could get a better look at what's going on? Or is that coach around? Can we go live right now? I would love to FaceTime and be able to talk coach to coach about what they saw 
because they're there and I'm not. And the in-person experience can be really useful and special. And that would be, first of all, a cool thing to do. Second of all, a cool way to potentially make a connection with another professional you may work with in the future or want to be part of your network or want to be someone you can refer people to or have someone who can refer people to you and make your client feel even better supported. When experts are siloed and not talking to each other, it doesn't serve the client well. Unsilo yourself. Be open to this, this experimentation. Be open to this connection. Be open to always learning. And it will serve you so much better. Experiment, education, and get really comfortable saying, I don't know. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong.